it's your boy Rayshawn from the Rayshawn Gatson Anime Podcast, or RGAP for short. And on today's episode, we'll be continuing our Dragon Ball Z marathon by reviewing episodes 7 through 18, giving you five things we like, one thing we dislike, and also a favorite scene. If you heard we, you might think Dragon Ball must be Kyle. But no, you would be wrong on this one. On today's episode, we have a special guest, a returning guest. And if that has you interested, then sit back and enjoy the ride. Before we start our conversation about Dragon Ball, I want to allow my guests the opportunity to introduce themselves. Tell everybody your name, where they can find you, and your least favorite Dragon Ball technique. Oh, my least favorite technique. That's interesting. Uh, so this is Josh from Dad's Anime Stash. You can find us at uh, dadsanimestash.com or Facebook or Instagram or uh, yeah, YouTube. So we're out there. So you didn't tell me to fi- think of my least favorite technique. I always like to throw these questions out at you. Come on. If you're a real Dragon Ball Z fan, you should know this. Even though all these questions always throw me up. for <laughs> thing, too. Yeah, uh, my least favorite technique uh, has probably got to be Trunks' burning attack. It's just, it's all flash. There's nothing going on there. He just moves his arms a lot, and then it's just an energy shot. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. My least favorite attack is crazy because there's another. Only the, I'm going to throw this one out because I just thought of it because it's funny. Only reason why I hate this attack because I hate the whole like mindset in the name of this attack. The wolf. Oh, dang, I just had it in my head. Oh, Yamcha's most popular Wolf Fang Fist. The Wolf Fang Fist. I cannot, I hate the name of the move, and I hate the the moment where he used it against the Wolf and the tournament, and he was like, let's see it go against a real Wolf. I hate that moment. It's it's such an iconic moment. I always always thought that move just existed particularly for that joke. Oh, <laughs> like I also, I also think Krillin doesn't have a nose specifically for the time he fought Bacterium. Mm, okay, yeah, that'd be interesting. But I mean, that would have mean Toriyama thought about that from the the day he picked Krillin in, which I just don't believe. I, I think he did. I think he wrote this character. He was like, "I'm gonna change the. I'm gonna base this entire character around one joke that's gonna happen, and that's it. And then we'll just figure it out from there." Well, I, I, I'd rather be based on that one joke than the treatment that Yapcha have been getting because at least Krill at least gets a little light. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But that that's kind of funny you brought up a Trunks move because I I was just thinking about because I feel like Trunks do a lot of things where it's just a lot of flash. And you're just like, oh, I don't know how much that really did. Like, even that moment when he showed, like, oh, he was stronger than Vegeta. And then that whole time, you're like, he didn't really do anything. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I don't know. I do like part of that transformation, though, because he's got the long hair and then just the front of it stands up and the ponytails and back. Mm-hmm. I've always liked that. That's one of my favorite images from Dragon Ball Z. I always hated the bulky bulkiness of it. I, I'm never one of those people that, like, those power lifters that just get like super big and you're just like, yeah. the fuck is you getting that big for? Like, it's like, there's no reason to be that big. You're not even intimidating, really. Because people are shooting nowadays. And that's <laughs> not, that's not people are not. That's not I was thinking I'd just run away, but you're going <laughs> all the way out. I, I probably wouldn't even run. I'd probably just slowly jog away because I know they're not going to be able to run after me. Yeah, or you never know because they might go on a, a steroid rage and fucking get that energy. You know, it's true, but always got the small legs. 
it's all upper arms. You know, that's all that go to the gym, all upper arms. But going back to the episode, we're going to be just covering episode seven through episode 18. Basically, the filler episodes covering Gohan training, Goku's arrival to King Kai's planet, and also the Z Fighters training, which I kind of forgot that the Z Fighters were like had this little training montage within these few episodes, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. The plot, basically, the main plot that is going on, our main heroes, Goku, Piccolo, Gohan, and the rest of the Z fighters are preparing to fight the Saiyans that are coming to the Earth to use the Dragon Balls and destroy the Earth. You do have some underlying plots, such as Gohan's maturing, Piccolo becoming human a little bit. Is there anything else you want to add on to that, to, like, the plot or anything? Uh, The rest is filler you know goku going down snake way is obviously decently important for what's coming up but none of it's that important you you're right though it is about gohan maturing which i hate because he's four yeah (laughs) and and that's something that took me a long time to kind of understand because him because i always compare him and goku and i always be like well goku was at the age he was never fucking crying but then it's the difference between what go it's if you watch um not um Naruto, it's kind of what like Sasuke said. It was like it's a difference when you had your parents and when you never had them. Cause like Goku Gohan knew had that love and that like being like had that softness in his life where Goku never really did. So being taken from that into like being thrown into Goku's life is probably going to be hard for anyone. And especially being to a point where Goku and Chi-Chi were always there when he called to like Piccolo is gone. Like You're going to have to live by yourself and do it. And I love this whole montage because it's basically showing his maturity. I hate hate him being mature because it's just not, and I get it. It's not realistic. It's not based on real life. But I have a four-year-old, and I told him to take his hand off his wiener 40 times today. Not once did go go have his hand on his wiener. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a little difference. I mean, your son had a little saying DNA. It's kind of hard. I don't even know if I can say saying DNA makes you smarter or grow faster because, I mean, Goku was playing with his wee-wee in those episodes. So it's like, it's kind of hard. Well, baby, but you know, go, go, Gohan is a scholar. We don't know what Chi-Chi Jeans got. Because that's kind of interesting, the fact that, that he automatically kind of wants to be a scholar and she's like fighting for that. So you never know. You never you never know. Maybe that's more Earth genes. Maybe, yeah. I, don't know. I, I think it's more of just Chi-Chi pushing the genes in him. I always think it's funny how like Chi-Chi comes from like this weird fighting family. Like you, your dad was almost considered like this huge criminal for like the longest. But like you don't want Gohan to fight. Like I, it's like... Where is that coming from? She must have like got talked to some other Japanese women and they got into her head and was like, you need to not be doing all that. Y'all need to stop that fighting shit. Like, you know what? Yeah, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. But going back to the episode, things we learn from these few episodes is um, there's a check-in station in the afterlife that is ruled by King Yemma. We also learned that there's kind of a tier level to these gods and where King Yemma is a higher being than Kami, which is probably a little weird to you. Like now, there's somebody bigger than God. Yes, there is someone bigger than God. And the yeah, is on the universe. <laughs> is there anything else we learned in these? Because I only found those two things that I could think of off the top of my dome. If there's anything else you think we learned specifically within these few episodes. That uh, there's a lot of fruit in the Dragon Ball world that keeps you full for three months. Yep, that is true. 
Also, we learned something I think is kind of funny because it goes with the whole myth that the Z fighters were, I guess, believing for the longest that Kami was the one that should talk um, Goku all those moves and everything. And then Kami flat out was like, I didn't teach that motherfucking shit. <laughs> you yeah. just up here like doing shit. And I'm like, damn, what is that? <laughs> I thought that was funny. And but I hated the fact that um he didn't give props to Mr. Popo. He feel like, hey, yeah, my boy trained the black. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I didn't like that. That's the only thing I didn't like. I didn't either. Like, when he got there, it took. did it take him three months to get past Mr. Popo? Yeah, it was took him a minute. I, I think it that. took like three months to get past Mr. Popo before Kami would even acknowledge he existed. Popo's tough. He never gets to, Why doesn't he just go kill him? I would love to see Mr. Popo do some more shit because he even called Yamcha Fist when Yamcha getting all like yeah. rough house. He like, hold up, let me show you something real quick. And it took him in that room and put that shit on um, expert level. <laughs> I was going to say, you never see him take a hit, but Garlic Jr. did take him out pretty easy. So maybe it's not. Maybe, yeah. maybe we're giving him a credit. That just made me think about uh, um. That's a filler part two in the Z. That's not a movie, is it? It starts. There's the the Dead Zone movie that bridges Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. But then there's also that filler arc where after Goku fights Frieza, which is weird because like that's the first time they recognized a movie villain in Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. It's probably filler, and you know they the studios were having a little problems and stuff like that. But you know. Dragon Ball Z till we die. Well, I mean, it's because, as far as I know, it's because Toriyama was just like, I'll write it at my own pace. You deal with it. And I, I feel like, because I mean, they know. At, at this point, it's like, what what can they really do? It's your, it's your fault for going past where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, which I want me to do. Like, I feel it. But like, been, some but, of the stuff I do think is stupid because it's like, they should have went in there with some type of, we can't do what's not already been done. Because they go in there and do some crazy shit. Then the whole power scaling be crazy. Because then you're like, well, Goku did fall Super Saiyan then. And then he did it this. And then, well, he beat the villain and that. I'm like, well, them filler arcs. You can't even consider that bullshit. But that, that's what makes it rough, man. Because it's like, well, I, like, just wait to make the series because I mean, he's been putting out one issue a month since 1986 you know you're going to get one issue a month work around that see i see i think this is what the point where they didn't really take breaks and i feel like they were like i don't know if it's like a fear thing like maybe another show will come and take that time slot i don't know if the, what it what that is but it seemed like back in the day they it was episode to episode which i feel bad for because even for like on the artist side or the manga toriyama just the amount of people he had working just for a monthly um release was up my lot. A lot of them was complaining about just coloring in the um shading. So think about if he yeah. released more than one a month, the motherfuckers have been retiring. Like, be like, hold up, fuck this shit. <laughs> I did not sign up for this. It's like a nine month. Yeah, these spots open on the Doctor Slump team. Let's see if we can move out of there. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go into some, like, side convos before we get into our, like, these are just things that, like, I come up with, like, re- like when I watch the series, and I'm like, oh, maybe these would be cool things just to talk about. You probably have a few, too, but I'm going to get my little first one. And I feel like Gohan's love for animals really comes between this time, like, like playing with the tiger, the dinosaur, 
or even befriending those animals. Like, because before in a Radisar, it seemed like he was scared of everything because he was scared of the turtle. He was scared of the tiger and everything. So I feel like his love of animals really came between this time. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know what? That I always remembered it wrong. No matter how many times I watched Dragon Ball Z, I always remembered him meeting Icarus, that little dragon he hangs out with. Which is interesting. I, I learned meeting Icarus here. <laughs> yeah, I thought he kind of did too. But oh, what filler section did he meet Icarus? Because he has to meet Icarus low key before the Cell Saga. Yeah, he's got to meet him before the Saiyan Saga, right? Before the Saiyans get there. I can't remember no specific moment with him with the uh, with Icarus and the Saiyan Saga. You know, like I just can't think. Maybe I don't know. No, nah, I because I, I've seen he's in a few movies and stuff, but I think it's like maybe. But I think maybe. Maybe the Freezer saga. Maybe something in the. Fr- I don't know because he's injured. He's not and they those three, there's not me. You know what I mean? So it can't be. It has to be the Cell Saga. Well, then that little t- that time slot right there. Unless there's some more filler we got to get to. Yeah, I don't know. Let's we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, for my next one is basically during like oh the little Snake Empress like episode where they kind of drug Goku and everything. How the fuck? Did Goku imagine the Saiyans exactly? With no prior knowledge of who these people were. Only person seen was Raditz. But he was able to come up with Vegeta and Nappa. Like, that shit was crazy. But then I was thinking about it. Do you think it has something to do with the Divine Water? No. I think it has something to do with Bardock. Because remember, Bardock, this was before they rewrote history. Remember in episode or in uh, the Bardock TV special, he got hit in the back of the head and he could see the future? Mm. Mm, okay. Okay. I think that something like that got passed on to Goku, That's and that way, that would explain why he can. He's a genius. Yeah, and can have these like futuristic like um, imaginations of these people. But I think it's funny because uh, even when um, Popo and um, and he put them in that like VR little thing, and they basically come up with these two weird image of sayings, and I'm like, where is this coming from? I guess that's like they whole like imagination, because if I was Miss Postal, that's what I would say. I was like, y'all just fought your imagination and lost. <laughs> like, y'all, yeah. y'all need to keep that shit together. Get that more the names, the those, those Saiyans are named Shorty and Scarface. And I, <laughs> there was something the, the short one said, he got hit, uh, Tien and Yamcha hit him with an energy blast, and he was like, my grandma could hit harder than that, but don't feel bad because she's a tough old bird. Like, what do you get from your grandma, weird. man? Is the is the beams they they were throwing were all like shapes, like triangles and circles and square. I'm like, I wonder if that was just like animation team was just like, fuck it, let's just take a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spam at that real quick because that was kind of funny to me. Do you think um, we're gonna see those two in the new Dragon Ball Z game, Budokai Four? No, I, to me that would be really interesting. The fact that um somebody was sitting on the, the um on the team was like, you know what, you know what, two sands we have never used, <laughs> banged <laughs> on the table. I'd be like, who the fuck is this? Like you have to reshow the episode. I'm like, oh, think, man, you're, but they're not even you're, like real Saiyans. That would be making them real Saiyans if they put them in the game. You're on your PlayStation, you get a notification that the Shorty and Scarface DLC is out. And you're like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this one for years. You know, I was like, that would be type of funny to me. Is there any other conversations you want to have before we get into our likes and dislikes? No, I'm good, man. There's there's a couple things we can go over once we start getting into those. 
All right. So we can go straight into our likes and dislikes. We got our five likes and dislikes. We're basically going to go back and forth. Um, If you want to go first, you can. Or if you want me to go first, I can. Were you you want to start with likes or dislikes? Let's do likes first. Okay. So one of my favorite things in the entire series was in this. And it's when they're at, uh, you know, Princess Snake's place. And the girl's like, anybody up for a game of Russian roulette? And she shoots herself in the head. She's like, anyone up for a game of Russian roulette? I never lose. And it was such a weird throwaway joke. It's like, that's too much. But it was hilarious. I love and that. I was just staring at her. I like that scene because it's kind of like Toriyama humor, low key. If you watch yeah. Z, like not Z, I mean Dragon Ball. That is his low-keyest type of humor, and I love the fact that you kind of see it more during these filler arcs, which I think is kind of, which is interesting that you don't get to see a lot of it during, like, um, the whole main story. Because, I mean, I feel like Master Roshi, he was a little pervy when he seen Bowman, but he wasn't, like, how he was in Dragon Ball. I was like, I don't even know if Dragon Ball could even be shown for real. Like, to, be, to pick the time slot where Dragon Ball, like, if they wanted to just put that on TV... I feel like that'd be hard. Dragon Ball at 10 at night. Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> you like, that's the whole, like, because you, bro, the show is so fucking crazy. But uh, I think that's a great scene. I like the fact that you pointed that out because I think that's interesting. And it's not in none of my likes. That whole situation with him with the, um, the princess, I like when he goes to sleep and his whole dream is about his family and they all looking around like, oh, shit, I want to be his wife. <laughs> like, damn, like, okay, boy, I'm fucking. He's a oh. handsome dude. Not ashamed of his daddy either. And he actually thinks about his family and his kids. You know what I mean? He could have, that whole dream could have been about him fighting some motherfucker. Well, I mean, it kind of did because the Saiyans came in at the end, low key, but it, the only thing he ever dreams about. That's what everything is with him. But look, the fact that it started off with Chi Chi, I'm telling y'all, y'all be talking about Goku don't fuck with his family, man. That right there was pure, pure proof right there. Pure proof. That's proof that he thinks about him, but come on, man. If I, t listen, if let's say you get hit by a car and you get out of the hospital and you're like, why didn't you call me, man? I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. I thought about you. That's not cool. I feel it. You got to show if, the effort. But if you were in a situation where you couldn't come see me, because I mean, it's not like Goku K, he, he's like, y'all be That's acting true. like Goku went to the gas station and left. <laughs> like, he didn't do that. This man is God. Like, he's dead. It's fucking hilarious to me. Um, moving on to my first, like, um, I love seeing Mr. Robot or C6 sacrifice himself for Gohan. Seeing the character change from him being, like, bitter in the beginning, kind of like that bitter old man, get off my lawn type of shit. It's almost heroic at the end where it's like, damn. And in fact, all this was to kind of teach him a life lesson when he was trying to teach Gohan that, you got to learn to take care of yourself because motherfuckers ain't going to be out here to take care of you. And you yeah. just kind of got low-key lucky in this moment. And I love this low-key underlying, this kind of like an underlying plot is where a lot of times go go hard through these situations have to learn through sacrifice, which is kind of crazy, especially at a young age. Yeah. So can I switch to my dislike real quick? Oh, is this part of your dislike? No, that's not part of it. The next episode where the dinosaur dies is. Mm. That was my biggest dislike out of all of it because you didn't need both. I feel that. <laughs> and it's kind of like, what is we teaching going on? Like, damn, it's don't love that. thing one episode later. What was the point? Yeah. 
And it, I guess the only situation that was kind of different was the fact that Gohan was trapped in with the robot. And I guess this one, he wasn't trapped and he kind of had to be the protector of someone. Like he was being like the, the mother role in that situation, trying to help the dinosaur get back. But I thought that was kind of cruel, the way they was kind of hidden through it, through the episode where you have like the T-Rex kind of looking for something. And then you're like, damn, what's about to happen? And then when he knocks Gohan out and he goes over there and he just hears something and you're like, damn. Dragon Ball was some cruel shit right there. <laughs> like, right there, bro. And I like the, and I guess it's life lessons because you got to think maybe this is why Piccolo is in the mindset of where he's at because this is the, the way he learned through life, I guess, type shit. So, well, Piccolo's father was pure animal, so that'll affect you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, I got a question because this is something that was in my last episode with Raditz. Do you believe that after he killed, um, Goku that he was able to become like his own person after that like that like whatever was controlling him to kill Goku because I do feel like that was like part of oh, his mind and what kept him going but after he did that it, it allowed him to open up like Raditz after he killed Goku you think in like, the afterlife like he no when he killed like Raditz because you know like the whole point of like him being created oh was to kill Goku so like, you think after he killed him that allowed him to be able to open up to Gohan in these episodes, basically. I think that's I think that's part of it. I think I do feel like part of it was uh it wasn't as good as he thought it was gonna be. Mm. It wasn't the revenge he thought it was gonna be. And then part of it was like his revenge is gonna be he has a son now. He's training him, but he also has a son. Yeah. And the fact that he uh brings up the fact that he was like, I'm training the person that can low-key be- kill me one day. And I like the fact that he has like that whole mindset. But he's yeah. like, fuck it. But I also think um, there being stronger threats probably had him, his mind preoccupied where he was like, you know what? Killing Goku ain't even what it is. Because at least when Goku was the main person, that's all I had to warm up to. Now I done took him out. Now I got two other Saiyans coming. Like, what Like what is next? Like, and part of that is like, yeah, so if I kill Goku, I'm the strongest on Earth. But now does it matter? Because look at all these other guys that are way stronger than us. And they fucking coming. Like, yeah, that's the whole thing. And I and I kind of like that little whole dynamic in that character development you get with Piccolo through these first few scenes. Even with Gohan and their little training they do. Since you brought in your dislike, I'm going to just go ahead and do mine so we can just go ahead and knock out our dislikes real quick. My dislikes, I had, I kind of, I think I picked two because it was like, no, I only have one. And this was kind of stupid, but this is basically, oh, no, I have two dislikes. Yeah, I do have two dislikes. I'm going to go with my first one, uh, second one first. I dislike that these are like the last few episodes you get with launch. And we kind of get like the bitchy launch right here. And I'm like, damn, launch is such a great character. But I kind of like a great character. I kind of like you kind of get to see how like she doesn't want to be lonely, like type of type thing where she's like even shooting that Boma. And I'm like, what the fuck? I try to take Tien and I'm like, yeah, I'm not about to take him away from me, which I think is an interesting emotion for her to have and for Dragon Ball to try to um, portray. Yeah, I I dislike the scene where the oldest tell Goku like oh there's the exit out of the underworld and it basically take us back to the beginning of Snake Way like that's that's anime bullshit for Edge at its finest because that was straight bullcrap and also to add on that I hate the fact that flying is just not being used more like during like his like 
trail his home run a marathon over this whole like state way where you see here like man you could probably fly this way faster but then i'm thinking in my head and i don't know because at this point because i think when he does get done training he still uses the nimbus so maybe the nimbus is probably still faster than him which is fucking crazy yeah, <laughs> and that's that's when you bring up the Nimbus, it bugs me that we see the Nimbus again in Dragon Ball Super, but we never see launch again. Even though you had a we had an episode about TN, which is crazy. And if you look, I thought, uh, I thought launch was going to be in it. I thought that would be a great place for it. when they go to the temple and things. You, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it, it would have been interesting what the launch they would have show was living with them at that time because I would love if blonde hair launch was somehow able to. Uh, adapt to that lifestyle which would have been very funny but it's just crazy how she just dis a fucking peers out of nowhere like and if you look her look up tn or launch on wikipedia they they supposedly are going out with each other like they are wife and husband type shit so like where is she yeah <laughs> like, like, like where is she but uh moving to our back to our lights i'm gonna go ahead with my um second one then i'll flip yeah. to you I love how Gohan goes from like getting his ass whooped by the T-Rex to like the next literal episode. He's like slicing it up like Gordon Ramsay. And it's like, what the fuck happened? It makes it feel like it's low-key like a time skip. Cause it does look like Gohan did grow up a little bit through yeah. those episodes. But it's just to me, it's kind of funny how it's like, okay, he's getting his ass whooped this episode. But next episode, he's literally chasing after this dude, cutting his tail and eating that shit for breakfast. That is something that bugged me on this overall was, I no, I like what you're talking about. That was one of my favorites too. But uh, what's the time frame here? Because like we know from the first episode we watched, the last episode, he it's like n- nine months, right? Mm-hmm. That's when he gets in Kai's place. But what, like the two episodes you're talking about, it had to be months apart. I feel like it, 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 it had either it was a month, months apart or at least a year because it like he does look like his even his hair and everything changed and like his whole yeah. demeanor. So it's like I, I don't know, man. It's kind of hard because I can't even remember the time frame. Oh, it took it was going to take from the Saiyans to get there. I was thinking a year, but it's I was a year. Thinking, yeah, it is. A, OK, so I don't know. So it must have been a few months. But then it, it feels like um, maybe that's the Earth DNA inside him, because I mean, Goku was like the smallest motherfucker for the longest. But he low key like you can see him actively kind of growing a little bit more. Yeah, and that's true. And then uh, Goten and Trunks are different. Oh, yeah. And Trunks are like Goku, where just all of a sudden they're adult. And then Future Trunks was different. So it's hard to say, man. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's whatever Toriyama's feeling that day. Whatever he's writing in. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, they're going to be small for about another three more arcs. You just like, imagine him and he's like, what? When did Saiyans have tails? And it's so crazy because even like in the, um, the VR little flashback they had, they they all had tails and everything. I thought that was fucking... They were so important. Now they're not important. Man. What's your number two? Because I was about to go ahead to my number three. No, my number my number two was uh, uh, Yamcha playing softball, especially the part where he was ex- or playing baseball, especially when he was extorting his manager to hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Like there had to be one Z fighter who was going to do that, you know. Uh, you have all these guys that are superpowers. One of them is going to have to pull that crap at one point. I'm glad it was Yamcha. And, and it kind of makes sense if you think about Yamcha, because I mean. He's been living off of Balma for all his life. So it's like it's to the point where he's used to that probably style of living. So going from Balma to like on the streets is like, 
what can I do with my own specific talents? I can make money and that's actually legal and actually make a lot of money. Because, I mean, they can do that and be a police officer like Krillin, but you're not going to be making no money. You know what money. I mean? At least with baseball, I can he can knock out a few home runs, get millions of dollars. He ain't going to be on Boma type of level because Boma, like, Empress of the world type still, you know, He's not going to be there, but I, I can see that most likely. And it kind of shows a little difference between, like, like, everyone's character a little bit because Yamcha to me has that little bit more slippery type of character mm -hmm. but he I will, bandit. he will be the first one to step up for his friends though I will give him that so if you do become his friends he will but if you ain't his friend he might he might steal your wallet you know <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you this later in that episode he gets in a fight with Bulma because he bought concert tickets for her and him and she refused to go so he went with someone else you think he was right or wrong I mean that's in my opinion See, that's, I think he's right because that's low key something I would do. But like his whole relationship with Bulma and I, like, uh, that's a hard thing because it's, you never know if they on or off, on or off. Yeah. Too. Like, cause in the beginning of the Raddus thing, she said they off. Like, oh, I don't want to hear him ever again. Like, she didn't even tell him they were meeting up, low key. So I like, oh, uh, I feel like he, he, he wasn't the right to do that because I feel like I when Walma breaks up with um, Yamcha, she really breaks up with him. But and it was, also shows that like she she doesn't value money the way regular people do. Because like you ever been to a concert that was cheap? No, yeah. they don't exist. Yeah, that don't probably didn't even them. come on. She probably didn't. That probably didn't even impress her. She like that's it. She's gonna take me yeah. to a concert. Like no, Goku saved the world. What? <laughs> 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 what you? What you? I was there too. <laughs> I made it to the first round <laughs> of every tournament. I'd be like, yeah, and I see you, man. I, if if I was just paying to see you, I would never have gotten my tickets worse. <laughs> he always makes it through, you know, the, the rigmarole. He, he makes it through the actual tournament. Yeah, he usually kind of goes against the main antagonist or like the second antagonist. So he kind of gets a decent fight. He just always have to fight them first. And that, that's the, that's the problem. Everybody else get them a lot of little softy little fights before they get to the main one. Build up their stats. You know, if he if he got there at the end when Goku was all beat up, he might have had a chance. It'd be yeah, like you know, show. Or he could have kind of helped out at the end of the um the whole Piccolo thing where Goku falling out of the air. If he could have got that little save instead of um Yajirobe. Mm -hmm. Yajirobe even get some more props. You know, <laughs> if he could have got that save. But going on, moving on to our number three. I thought it was funny how many um <laughs> environmental disasters that Piccolo was causing just from his training, which is fucking like crazy. You see it like um sinkholes and the earth fucking splitting apart. And a low key in the adverse effect even affects Gohan and his training where he fucking gets trapped in the ground. Yeah. Which is fucking hilarious. But I like the fact that it also was a um a scene to prove that Gohan was getting stronger because the fact that he was able to get out of that little ground before it closed back up was like a pretty decent moment. And I feel like it was um a moment where Piccolo decided to like, okay, it's time for me to start training you one-on-one now. Yeah. And I, like, I hated, until he split into two, I was like, what the fuck is this training even doing? <laughs> You're sitting there destroying the earth with your mind, whatever. Do something else. 
and it's crazy because everybody else going to different people to go train and you just got piccolo and um in the desert lifting up pyramids so you're like what is he doing like what, what's the goal of this like but every pyramid he's picking up like causing sinkholes and shit then like after he causes damage he's like oh shit maybe i shouldn't be doing this i'm like what like you're thinking of that now yeah and what we know about yeah. Namix, you would think like he'd be more environmentally like in tune. Like it is oh, crazy. He doesn't care about that. <laughs> like one thing I thought about was like at first, like why didn't he, why didn't Kami invite him to train? And I think it's just because Kami's a dick. He's like, no, <laughs> you were a bad guy. You can't train with me. Come on, man. I, or he's kind of like, what can I? Because in my mind, I always feel like, oh, oh, this is an interesting question because I couldn't get Kyle, um, Kyle to either agree or disagree with me on this. Do you think Kami can see through um, the eyes of Piccolo? Because I feel like there'd be situations where he's talking and he'd be like, oh, I can see that his character changed. Do you feel like he can see through his eyes or he'd just be like looking down like God and be like, yeah, I guess, yeah, he changing his ways type shit. I think he's pretty much omnipotent on Earth. He can see anything that's going on. So maybe, maybe he could look through anyone's eyes. I always thought he could, but I, mainly because they got I, that I, little, I don't that, that, that namic, be able to. That namic connection type shit. Because I feel like, yeah. like some of the shit they'd be saying. But the fact they didn't train him is kind of crazy because, I mean, that is your next strongest fighter. But even when they was training the Z fighters, if you um some of the things Kami was saying in his head, like, oh yeah, well, even with these motherfuckers training, I hope Goku up there training all then <laughs> 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 they not they not gonna cut it. And that's crazy. He's right, man. He's he's like, man, I hope these guys can hold them off for 20 minutes in case Goku's late. And the crazy thing is, no one even knows how strong the Z fight uh, the say is gonna be. But he just knows, yeah, y'all not even there. <laughs> y'all not even as strong as Goku was when he fought Piccolo yet. No. <laughs> like that, that was funny to me. Actually, I wish I would have picked that as one of my um, likes because I thought that was a funny saying. Did you do your like yet? No. Okay. Uh, my next like is actually Yajirobe. And like, <laughs> it's it's two things. Like when they go into the uh, Pendulum of Time or whatever, I like that. I, I think they were going to end up there anyway, but I feel like they got put there early because Yabacha mouth off to Mr. Popo. Because mm-hmm. he's like, bring on anyone. We'll take on anyone. And Mr. Popo's like, go in there. Go in there now. <laughs> Normally we wait two years to have train there, but don't I? <laughs> and I like that they get in there and Yajiro is just like, no. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm not going in. I love Yajiro. He's such a, his mood is just, the way he acts is it, and it always be right, low key. Because in that situation, if he would have went in there, he would have got his ass whooped. And the fact, like, um, after all this, when he sitting on the, uh, they sitting on the airship, and they were talking about Piccolo, and he was, and they call him an alien. He was like, "Yeah, I always thought that shit." Like, <laughs> I all acting confused. <laughs> I thought that shit was, <laughs> I thought that shit is fucking hilarious. But um, fuck yeah, if I was Josh Ruby, I wouldn't have done that shit either. And no point of um doing that when we're not even at the level and they basically trying to tell us we're not at the level but oh we can fight anybody low key which I wish Mr. Popo would have did some badass low uh, shit right there would have been like okay then fight me you know, like just took the gloves yeah. off and just went like let me show y'all what I'm about real quick would have been pretty cool or even Kami I would love to see Kami go out but I don't know we did see him in Hero it will be kind of fucked up to see Yamcha lose again like that that'd be kind of funny 
Pope does. Popo's more of a defensive guy. I think he's he's not about knocking you down physically. He's about doing it emotionally, just showing you how ineffective you are by blocking every hit. And then you're just like, oh, man. He's straight off because Yamcha did throw a little punch and he caught that shit. Like, come on, man. Let me go here and show y'all this little thing in the back real quick. And I swear, hey, he probably went back there because he was talking that shit and was like, let me go ahead and click that up to expert. Because these <laughs> people don't know. They talking too much stuff. But I like the fact that it, it kind of gave him a give and take during this that whole scene when they fighting um, the Saiyans in this um, BR setup where it looked like some of their attacks were hit and it looked like, okay, they might have did a lot of damage. But then, like, three seconds later, it's like, y'all did nothing. <laughs> like, y'all didn't do nothing at all. But I like And Yamcha, like, Yamcha doing the spirit ball is weird to me, man. I'm do glad you wanted that out. <laughs> do we need that attack to exist? It's not even him using the spirit ball. It's when they all doing a combined, like, bean thing. And you got Tien doing this, like, little triangle thing. I mean, and then you got, and then you got Kr- Krillin doing the Kamehameha. And I'm thinking to myself, Yamcha, you know the Kamehameha. You're going to use the spirit ball? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, really? Like, I would have, that, I didn't like that. That was stupid to me. It's like you said, man, the animators just felt like drawing shapes for some reason. <laughs> like, well, you know, Tien's known for his triangle thing. Let's give this dude a circle and then we'll make this Kamehameha kind of square. It'll be real fun. But you know what's so crazy is like Krillin's character through all this. It's like he's trying to play off confidence, but also like since he's seen Raditz, he low key knows what the Saiyans can be. So they are like, oh, we're going to beat these Saiyans. And Krillin's like, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't think about it a lot, but like that is one of the greatest ass beatings Krillin takes in all of Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT. Dragon Ball Super, like aside from his fight with Frieza, this is the worst ass beating he gets. Yeah, low key He's demolished that I can think about and remember. Yeah, because he low key they take his ass underneath the flow, whoop his ass for about a good four three minutes, throw his ass back up. But I don't know. I feel like um, Chatsu get it the worst because they just grabbed him by the head and he gone for the rest of the fight. I'm like, dang. At least when they did it to Yen, he still got a chance for a little bit of fighting, but. Chatsu was out. That shit was. I would say what a Chatsu just needs to retire, man. He shouldn't have. And you know what's crazy? Because I feel like even through these like um filler episodes, is I be trying to figure out what is their actual relationship. Like, is they like master student? Like, is this just some random kid? Because he kind of treats him like this, uh, like a student. But then sometimes, like, he might be his own son or his kid. Like the way he's talking to him, and it's like. Is he just your friend? And then, like, my crazy thing is, if, like, you'd be like, well, you know, Chatsu is older than Tien. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I never fucking do that. Like, you know what I mean? Chatsu was like a, a king or something, right? And he left his people to train with Tien? I don't remember. It was like <laughs> something he said in one episode of Dragon Ball was the only time they ever talked about that. And it was like two lines. And I think he was like, he was, he was the king or the, the leader of some tribe or something. And Chaozu showed up with his master one day, and then he let he just abandoned his people to train with Tien. That is fucking crazy. But you know, yeah. that's some that's some shit that happened in Dragon Ball. I wouldn't even be surprised. I would love yeah. to see how the clan is doing now. <laughs> Were they able to like still survive after that? But you know, you never know. Maybe they but prospered then, without him because I can't imagine Chaozu added much, man. Yeah, that is but crazy maybe he because. Did. It depends on what, what Satsu, because you know, in the beginning of Dragon Ball, they were kind of like maybe evil, maybe not evil. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't 
really describe them because I don't know if that was TN. Well, I guess you might could say that was kind of TN's influence because they had um, Master Shen and uh, Mercenary Tao as they traded. So that could that could have turned them evil. Yeah. All right. Chatsu, Chatsu probably should have just not focused on fighting. Maybe he should have been a tactics guy. Okay. Because that's basically... Well, um, Yamcha is all through Z because he, he he does not participate in any fights. He's like one of those people who tell you like, but if they would have chose me, I would have whooped his ass. Like he always one of those background type of people type talkers. He was like, man, yeah. if he would have said something to me. <laughs> they don't really have any plans at all until the last arc of Dragon Ball Super. Then they've got it. Then then they've got a plan. But up until that, it's just whatever. And then it's crazy when you have the biggest opportunity to like bring Yamcha because he at, at at most he has to at least be a crowd pleaser. Like a lot of he has a lot of fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people would love to see him in the um the tournament. I think it'd been hard to figure out how strong he is because then you would have had to estimate how strong or how much stronger he got. But I think it's funny because that that makes me remember at the end of Z when they die and go in the afterlife and you have them training so hard to fight like the weaklings with, uh, on King Kai planet and which is fucking hilarious because it, it shows you know he's willing to fight if they on the same level but if they shaking the earth and shit uh, I'm, I'm done <laughs> you gotta give credit though man he's a human He's not a saying or any crazy shit like that. I, I give him he that. He tries to keep up but then at a certain point he's just like I'm at my limit man and it's, I was about to argue TN, but then I guess you can be like, is TN human? What? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Is he really? Which I will argue, you know, I, I don't know. You know, he might just be very enlightened. <laughs> he might be. And, he, and uh, maybe he's like Gohan. Maybe he's part alien and he doesn't know it. And that's okay. why he's so strong. Which would be our... Which would be crazy because that means we got two Superman stories happening on the same planet, Loki. <laughs> Which good, kind of funny. I could have been like one of his ancestors was one. I don't know. I don't know. We can. We can. Move it on to we probably story. are going to figure this out. I like that. Even after hearing Goku die, the bigger. Th- oh, okay. I like the fact that even hearing that Goku died when they went to go get Tien they had to go get all the Z fighters so they can go train with Kami. I like the fact that he was still like, you know what? I want I, I want to still defeat Goku. Even knowing that the Saiyans were coming, he still, his mindset was that he wanted to go fight Goku. Which is why I like Tien and why I will always say in the beginning parts of Dragon Ball, this was Goku's main character, rival type character to go against. And he was our Vegeta in the beginning to like, you know, we meet Vegeta and the switches and all that shit. But this is our main Vegeta right here. Yeah. So crazy how literally every character has the same story. Yeah. At a point in time, you can say that with Yamcha. You're at a point. He, but I, I always say, I don't know, because he was his rival for like five minutes. And once Goku like got, wasn't hungry anymore, it never seemed like they were ever on the same level anymore. So it was like. That's true. But everyone least, starts off as a rival and becomes a friend. Yeah, that's every shonen. I think it's just a shonen thing. We we're gonna make all our enemies our best friends type shit. Our Moving, friendship, man. Moving on to your number four. Uh, one of my favorite things is just a little thing like in the plight of the children. Okay. So Gohan's talking to Pigaro, and he's like, "I'm not an orphan, but I couldn't tell them." And I thought it was going to be the first time you watch it. You're like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, you're not an orphan. We hate you. Get out of here. And they're going to waste time. But they didn't. I like they were just like, oh, you're not an orphan. That's cool. 
Sure wish we weren't, but this guy keeps us here. I don't you know what's funny because that's my number five. And I basically th- that whole scene that happens. And I, I like that scene because you would think at the point that they're all like, fuck our parents and all, especially with those people trying to come. I guess they don't really describe it as they're trying to basically give them shelter, but they, they kind of say that low key, but they're fighting them off. So you think in their mindset, like they don't want to be with g- grownups or anything, but then they're starting, once he describes their mom, they was like, oh, is she beautiful and all this and all. And then you're sitting there like, okay, yeah, all these, they're just kids at this point. And I love they're seeing Go- Gohan in this like situation because he hasn't been with any other kids, if you think about it. So low key, him being in the situation and kind of understanding like, damn, these kids don't even have their parents. And I'm complaining because I'm like, my mom's still alive, low key. At least I know where she at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I was thinking about that. Like, whoever's trying to get the kids CPS or whatever you want to call it. Why are you sending six dudes who look like bouncers <laughs> to get these kids? You don't have any, uh, you know nice sounding ladies to go say hey this is what we're gonna you send one lady and like want you to send some people to talk to them not to grab them work it out or even the not animals yeah i mean those were some crazy ass dudes in the beginning look i think it's crazy the fact that y'all wait to use y'all biggest weapon the police at the end when y'all could have brought them in the beginning then that little key would have stopped that whole situation but I like the fact that they were able to kind of come up with a whole plan and them basically still in the van and low key the plan worked. If the police didn't come, if the police didn't come, they all would have had the van and they could have took Gohan to his mom's house. But then the fact that the police came and then you get uh, Pedro, I think his name is or something. They say it might be a little different, but the fact that he right. like, no, nah, I can't not, I can't take care of these kids. This is the best thing for them. Go on, we gotta go. <laughs> like, just, I know. Okay, you gotta switch up for your team like that. But then it's crazy. It's like, where the fuck you about to go? It's like you about to go live your life. You must think you can take care of yourself. But you know, I you guess there, it's easier to take care of yourself than yourself and eight kids. This isn't a party of five, man. <laughs> <laughs> True, I give you that. It's probably easier. But yeah, there's there's another good character for Budokai Four, Pigoro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did. They can silence when Pigoro goes up against Shorty and Scarface. <laughs> It would be funny if he able to beat their ass, though. If he get a better throwing. I'd be like, oh, okay. That's kind of crazy. You know? How did Kami miss this guy? I, and he's saying through the eyes of everybody. You know? <laughs> um, so, dang. Since you said my number five, I'm glad I low-key wrote a number number five. And this is low-key going back to what we were talking about the last episode where the, um, the Z fighters are... Um, training no no well you have the z fighters going a little vr thing they're training low-key but i love how much confidence they go in there and they're like bring on the sands we can take the sands they haven't trained at all haven't done no training they already they fought with comedy about this like where's the training you did with goku like we're not getting none of that like <laughs> Gabi's just like i don't know what the fuck y'all talking about goku was doing what y'all doing and got stronger, so y'all not doing the right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like the fact that they get into their little argument with Mr. Popo, and Mr. Popo take them to the back, and then 
basically puts them in this little whole VR machine. It basically says taking them back in time. So this is a, like a weaker version of the Saiyans, which I don't know how Mr. Popo is power scaling these Saiyans to be able to do this or like what's going on here. I think he just got mad low key when Yamcha's disrespect went over there and put everything on high. It was like, let me see y'all go through this shit real quick because yes. they get the gas. <laughs> They ass gets straight whooped. All their confidence just goes away. I love the fact that you kind of see Yamcho go from like all talking all this big mess to like running and screaming and even TN. Especially you get that little heroic moment he tried to do after um Chatsu died. He's like, yes, we got our revenge. But then they come back and they just rip throwing them through the ground and everything. And he's just sitting back like, yeah, y'all are nowhere near where y'all need to be. And I just feel like the best line Popo could have said was like, and that was y'all imagination. Like, y'all couldn't even beat y'all imagination. Yeah. You talking to me, big shit. <laughs> I don't want to just walk out of there. And I think that's just what it's probably funny, old oh, fun saying, especially if you think about it like that. I love that whole episode. It's pretty good. It's supposed it's pretty- to be so serious, but it's hard to take that episode serious. Because <laughs> they have all that confidence, they just get a beat out of them so quickly. And then the, the crazy thing is, is like, why do y'all have so much confidence? Like, none of y'all, <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, none of y'all were training before this. The only person that really seen them was Krillin, and Krillin was nowhere near the level. And you know, Goku wasn't at the level. It's like, where are y'all? See, that's why I feel like they didn't even have to do that. I would have loved just a good Mr. Popo take off the little, the sleeves, you know, and then he just box them up a little bit. It was like, if y'all can't beat me, y'all nowhere near them. <laughs> You're like, this is the scale where y'all, y'all nowhere. You probably yeah. can't even be Tommy. And he but that's basically what Popo did. Okay. <laughs> Put him in there. And he said, listen, I, I would have loved if he said, I beat that like a hundred times. <laughs> Or if he would have been like, yeah, Kid Goku, yeah, he he beat that like three or four times. But I do like the fact that he had the fact that that um that that was something Kid Goku did back when he was there. But he wasn't. I don't know if he put it on that setup, but that level. Like, Goku did this as a child, <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's what hype him up. Like, oh shit, yeah, and that's they own, and that's what's making me mad because it seemed like they want to get to where Goku is. And I'm like, Goku don't even want to be at the power level he was at. He, he trying to train to get stronger. Y'all need to get to there. I'm like, how we can be King Kai? <laughs> um, y'all number five? Number five was the Arlene episode where Vegeta and Nappa stop at the bug planet. That is one of my favorite episodes in the entire series. I just love everything from start to finish. It's such a good setup for them. Because, like, you don't, if you've never seen it before, you're like, what the hell's going on? Why are they saving this planet? And then at the end, they're just like, yeah, screw it. <laughs> I love that it, it basically kind of shows them as, you know, planet destroyers and everything. Yeah. And also the fact that how, like, they're sending all their best fighters to fight them. And then you just have Vegeta and Nappa just just destroying them with nothing, like, no, with nothing. And which is so crazy because you like damn, is this how strong they're going to be when they come to Earth? Or are they going to look this strong? But I mean, it's kind of hard to say because we don't know how strong whatever those insects were that were fighting them. But I love how like they had this big-ass motherfucker in the ground that had so much confidence about, and then he comes out and just gets utterly destroyed. And it's like, God damn. But then it, it shows you, like, when Raditz was talking about the... Um, 
this the Z fire, not the Z fighters, but the Saiyans and them in the Earth and basically going around destroying other planets and shit. We basically get a scrape up uh, first person view of that and them going to this planet and basically destroying. And I f- I forgot what it was where they trying to sell it. I forgot what was the main reason they even stopped there. Like it was so. No, Vegeta stopped there to stretch his legs. He was like, we're about halfway there. I plan to stop the stretcher. Like, and I also love that they went out of the way to write like a love story for the planet about the, the guy who had his girl taken by the king. Like Mm -hmm. they didn't need to do any of that. They didn't need to, they did just to make it more tragic. Man, that's probably my favorite episode and probably the only episode where we can see them interacting where it's kind of like, okay, they seem like they got a good friendship, brotherly um bond type of thing because like when they come to um earth to me i always felt like in my opinion it seemed like vegeta starts to get a little bit more annoyed with uh nap throughout the thing and you start to see it compounding and compounding type shit yeah and when you think back to that that arlene episode you start putting two together that vegeta only liked him because he was strong yeah and that's basically nick dude if you if he if he if he can't use you, what's the point of you being there? And that's low key the mindset of every person in Dragon Ball because it's like what's your usefulness is gone. The villain's low key is gonna kill you. Oh damn! I just hit my desk, but yeah, that's they're gonna kill you. Low key. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in for likes or dislikes? No. We go into favorite scene. No, we still got our last topic before we go. This is basically our favorite scene throughout the thing. And uh, my favorite scene is something you kind of talked about. It It was your number four, I think, for Plight of the Children. It's not the whole part where they're talking with the kids. It's actually the part where Gohan decides not to go see Chi-Chi. But after that, like after that moment when he runs into Piccolo and he basically asks him, he was like, so what is your mission? And he's basically like to fight the Saiyans. And he was like, and also to beat them. That is my favorite scene because I love the whole episode because the whole episode is like the biggest thing in his maturity to go from like being lonely and wants to be with his mom to the point where he's like, I have to protect them. Like now I'm like the only person that can really protect them at the end of this episode. So I liked it. See, I hated that, man. And here's why. Okay. Because he's like, what is your mission? Gohan doesn't know, dude. Last Gohan was in a spaceship, knocked out, and then he woke up when you dropped him in a puddle in the woods somewhere. I, no, I thought he told him before, he, like um, before what? he dropped him. I thought he was like um, uh, like he was uh, training to fight the sands. I thought he that they had a little conversation before. I, I'm not. No, he drops him on a mountain. He just wakes up on a mountain, dude. Oh, he never. Told oh, maybe he maybe told him. Maybe he told the Z fighters, and I think Gohan, Gohan was asleep. Oh, yeah. I guess that is a little interesting. How did he know? Well, I mean, there's a lot of time between there. I guess he could have told him overnight or something. No, yes, there, there. He had to tell him at some point, or else it wouldn't make any sense. But like, I there's never a scene where he's like, "I'm going to train you to fight the Saiyans." That's interesting that you break that up because I, I usually always point on that like that. Like, how the fuck did they know what the Saiyans look like? And I'm, I do not. I thought he did low key tell right before but I, I i can't remember them specifically having a conversation like that i think the last conversation he even when he even decided to like be real nice to him was after the moon incident that's when he gave him like the clothes and the sword and shit but before that he was kind of like yeah you out here on your own so he probably didn't yeah. say nothing Dang. and then 
in the next episode when he's training him, there's something that bugged me. It was a uh, Gohan, Gohan and Piccolo are fighting, and Gohan goes, "Piccolo, stop!" And then Piccolo stops for a second. He's like, "What's wrong?" And Gohan sucker punches him, and then Piccolo gets mad about that. Like, I thought it's- just tell them, do whatever it takes to beat these Saiyans. That's a good move. Are you was- mad if he kicks him in the balls? <laughs> that show was fucking hilarious because, Brad, that to me, it, it just showed you that Piccolo human. You know how you just be like cool with somebody and play fighting until they actually hit you for real? <laughs> you're like, hold up. Let me, let me show you what I'm about real quick. Because he did get in a real hard as hell after that, too. But I always tell people, because we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Where is this that Piccolo is a great father at? Because, like, I like it. I, it comes, it's got to come later, man. It's like, he does not. This man was, yeah. That would say horrible, but like, not there. Yeah. To be, to be, to all the people who say Goku wasn't there, where was Piccolo? And he was within the vicinity. And he yeah. like, can't let this motherfucker just go through world, just. Go ahead. And the crazy thing is, is he low-key went through that type of training himself. And like, come on, man. You could have helped And like, you notice, as soon as he helps him a little bit, as soon as he gives him the sword, Gohan's absolutely fine. But like, <laughs> dude, help explain to him why he's here. Do anything to get him on his feet. Don't just throw him in the woods and expect him to be a great fighter when you pull him out a year later. You're here to train him, dude. This isn't training. This is neglect. I like how you just say that because... Nowhere did he ever describe what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> like, what's the plan? I'm just dropping you off here and I'm just going to wait. But I guess he watching them from some arbitrary point, just seeing what's going on. But in the meantime, between his training. checking on him occasionally, but like he's training himself. Gonna be more effective if you're trained together. I guarantee it. Wait, wait, wait more. He would have definitely been at least been able to control his energy and maybe not as been as scared when the Saiyans came in the beginning if he probably was training with Piccolo throughout the whole time. But I guess Mm -hmm. Piccolo was like, he need to get to a certain point before he can even train with me. But I feel like if he was going to do that, he could at least even left him with Master Roshi because Master Roshi could get him to the point where you need to be because, I mean, at least he's been shown to train kids low-key. Or, like you said, at least been there. But then I guess you also come to the fact that Piccolo is a self-taught. <coughs> He's Everything yeah. Piccolo has ever done is self-taught. He has not had a master. So that whole mindset or like that whole setup of like parental figure probably not even came in his head. But yeah. He probably didn't even think about that, Loki. He's probably He's like, like, I, I did wonder, I wonder if you can throw three-year-olds in the woods and they'll be fine. I guess we'll find out. I mean, that's what my dad did to me. <laughs> like, I'm going based on my firsthand knowledge. So I, I get it. I get it, Loki. But I mean, even Goku at least had, you know, Bulma and his little friends with him when he went around the world. But I mean, he did have his moments when he went by himself, too. He did. I don't know, man. It's hard to think of a four-year-old being able to live on their own in the woods because they can't wipe their own asses. And that seems like a big thing that you should be able to do to survive. I don't even really think they showed any moments of them having to like go take go to the bathroom, which would have been like interesting. But I think that's what it is. We always compute our four-year-olds going out there. You got to think these are saying men but i don't know i because I, you gotta think even chi chi was sitting back like heartbreaking heartbroken about everything that's going out but also to the point where i feel like she knows that go gohan's not gonna be like hurt or like you know like in danger type shit 
Because I feel like if she did, she would be more on the tomb of trying to find him. And she's just at home. You know what I mean? Right. She knows he's on Earth. Like, that's the thing. That's kind of... Well, think, think forward to the Cell games when she sees freaking Gohan's about to fight Cell. She wants to go over there with a the machine gun. Well, key. But then I guess... She did see Piccolo, so she like, damn, what I'm gonna do? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run up there talking about giving my son, and Piccolo gonna be like, no. And I guess she gonna have to talk. <laughs> 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 like, is she about to fight him? You don't even got Goku as backup. None of the other Z fighters ever to me seem like they'd be willing to jump into these type of fights without Goku around. So, yeah, it's like, you might as well just do what you want until Goku get back. Then I'm gonna go get my kid. <laughs> Low key, but what's your favorite thing? Last minute, because she's got you know she's a great martial artist. She's yeah. got those skills. It's just when it comes to the beyond that with the energy blasts and all that stupid crap. <laughs> well, once he actually starts to try, I, I don't see if he play around a little bit. Yeah. He might, she might get a few few seconds. I bet she could beat Hercule. That would be interesting. She probably could. I, I would think so because I mean she trained with um. Her dad, who was considered one of the uh, big threats for like a few episodes in the beginning of the Dragon Ball, until like Goku did the Kamehameha, then yeah, that too. Like, like, then he was like the Ox King. I low key couldn't even think of his name, the Ox King. But now, yeah, I think so. Especially her little showing against Goku before he took her serious and hit her with a little air fist and threw her against the wall. <laughs> that shit's fucking so underrated. I don't think people ever had, bro, how hard she hit that wall was fucking hilarious. But your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene was the first fight between Piccolo and uh, Giant Ape Gohan. Okay. That's one of my favorite fights. I don't, I don't, I don't love the ending where he just, you know, destroys the moon because we've seen that way too many times already. But where did the moon come from? The new Someone moon? Someone wish it back at one point? I think um, Kami brought it back. I don't know Kami if it was a wish. I remember them saying, I, I remember Kami having something to do with it. I, I don't like when he destroys the moon, but I just like how, I, I love the rampage Gohan goes on. Yeah, and I love that it feeds into that whole narrative that there's some, some crazy power inside this boy. And then, yeah. and the fact that Piccolo was low-key right in taking this boy to go train. But I hate the fact that he he cuts his tail because he couldn't beat that Saiyan gorilla. And to me, that would have been the perfect thing to kind of train with and try to get yeah. Guan to try to learn to tame. Because if he can learn to tame that and if you can at least train yourself to be able to fight Gohan in that stage, he would have been a lot better prepared when the Saiyans came. But I guess like hindsight is twenty twenty, and he didn't really know that at the time. But yeah, that low key being one of their big elements, and could have changed a lot of like the story of um, Dragon Ball with Gohan being one of the few Saiyans on Earth to actually tame that um, form. Yeah, that w- I would have loved that, but that would happen. <laughs> well, you not think that would have been a but- like tales are hard to animate. What are we gonna do here? And I, I I wonder if that's low-key what it is. And I already got to the point where they're like, you know, Toriyama remembers them, forgets them, brings them back randomly. Let's just get rid of them. <laughs> you know, like, let's just get to the point where they just don't need them. But I just love the fact that, like, one of the first things you see with Vegeta when he turns into this form proves that, like, taming it, they're, like, out there taking over whole planets and shit. And he's, like, way more powerful and this is before we get into like bigger transformations and shit that's going to come later in episodes. I don't want to shoot them out. I know like most of you guys are 
occasional Dragon Ball fans and you probably watch Dragon Ball, but you know, it might be a new watcher out there. So I'm not going to yeah. spoil it for him, you know. Is there anything else you want to spoil this 20 year old, sh- this 35 year old show? But you know, some, some people yeah, out right, there just right. getting into, you know. Maybe someone's going to hear this and be like, man, I'm going to check this out. Ah, well, they spoiled the ending. What's the point, you know? And be like, dang, I was just about to get to that part. That'd be crazy as fuck. I'd be like, well, man, I always tell people if an anime has been out for more than like three years, I don't really care to export, let's spoil it because it's like you, you had enough time to watch it. But we're all watching this together like we're at this is the first. Well, not the first time, but, you know, second or third time. Anything else you want to talk about that happened during these episodes before we end? No, man. I mean, it, these episodes are fun. These are some of the funnest episodes. The filler is some of the funnest stuff. It's just, I feel like the, I feel like the filler is a lot better. Filler is absolutely a lot better when you can watch 10 episodes at a time when you're not waiting week to week. I felt like the filler in Dragon Ball Super dragged on because they were doing one episode a week. Yeah. Is, like when you're just watching this is like, you can, you can like it a lot more. It is easily more digestible. And and I like the fact that um this filler actually meant something. Sometimes like you get filler and then you're like this is episodes they just pit here just to pit here. These fillers actually get were meant something. They were here to show Gohan's maturity, to show the things he's gonna have to go through and his training and Piccolo and the Z fighters and even Gohan getting through the um zero. I got this called it the what <laughs> snake row. And it's yeah. it just watching all that. It's, 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 I like the this filler. This is probably I. I'm gonna be honest. When I usually watch Dragon Ball, I usually skip the filler. But I'm glad I actually went back to watch this because I forgot a lot of this filler because I've only seen it maybe a few times. But it also helped me kind of change a little bit of my opinion of Gohan, where I'm not like, oh, uh, he's my most hated character in the beginning of Z because I fucking hate his whining. I hate all whining characters. It's one of my huge traits I hate about Bulma. But since Bulma is so like introduced into every plot, like she's in almost every arc, you need Bulma. Like <laughs> you low key be her to do something. So I was like, she's just always gonna be important for a character to never have power. She's always gonna be one of the most important characters in each arc. Which Gohan is sometimes he. I mean, he gets she's his shine. Dragon Radar, man. She's the second most important character in Dragon Ball. Yes, I mean it all starts with Bulma. Like it, without Bulma reaching, um, running into Goku and shooting him, <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is one of the child. one of the funniest things to think you meet of somebody. And the first few things you do is shoot them. Like, but Bulma does it, and just the fact that she builds the Z, the uh, Dragon Ball Raider and Dragon Ball. The fact that she is one of the few people that know how to work the um. The Saiyan radar thing, Scouter. using that yeah. to find the other Z fighters and shit. And the person that low key pays for everything that goes around, because yeah. you low key be thinking, like, how oh, is all this stuff going, getting paid for and shit and all this? But Boma, <laughs> that's what it is, low key. Oh, this is also a, a random fact or something I want to say before we end today's episode because it was something I thought was funny because I wanted to remember what the robot name was that Gohan had met, which was C6. But it was something that was written in there in the little wiki that was like it might have been made by Dr. Briefs, which it was interesting to me because I didn't know he made androids, but also could make sense low key. Because it's like, it didn't seem like those the type of androids we've seen before. That could have been a Garo robot. 
which is kind of what's interesting, but also could be the fact Kyle had a heart a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I don't know. I just assume all robots in the world are made by Brie for Giroux. Yeah. That's just my assumption on everything. Because you know, them the two masterminds. But people never, when they talk about smart people like in Dragon Ball, I feel like people forget about Dr. Briefs. Like, like he low-key ain't the one that came up with like infinite storage, low-key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. He's it, man. He's he's the be-all, end-all. I mean, Roma's smart and all that. I feel like her smarts just allows her to be able to work with all different types of sciences. Like, I wouldn't know what Pacific science I'll pair her with. But I feel like um, Dr. Briefs is Pacific to a certain science. But he also builds the, um, the spaceship, too. Spaceship. So I'm being... And he builds his own cappuccino machine. So, and, and low key, no, nah, we we ain't gonna bring that up. But something he does in a cell saga too. Doctor Breeze has slept on. He's probably one of the smartest characters, if not probably the smartest character. If you if you, it depends on who you ask, low key. And with that, basically. That ends today's episode. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to tell you guys to um, like and share wherever you guys are listening. Try to get this out to as many people. I hope you guys are liking this whole rewatch of Dragon Ball and you will tune in for the next episode. I hope you guys check out my guest links I'm going to have below. But before we go, you want to go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you? Yeah. yeah and you can find us on uh, Facebook, YouTube, where we post our videos. Uh, we just reviewed another, and you can check us out in two weeks for our re- uh, our review of Moriarty the Patriot. Okay. That sounds dope. I'm going to try to have this episode out pretty soon. I hope you guys listened to my last episode. I just dropped the Raddest episode. If you haven't, you guys got to go back. We're going to be watching this stuff in segments. Also, I want to throw this out there. If there's anybody that want to jump in with me on some of these episodes, because we're going to need people. We're going to be doing these, keep, keep, keeping them coming, keeping them coming. Just hit me up. Send me something on Instagram at rgap2, and I'll shoot you back a, shoot you back a message. And with that, I just want to say, peace. Hey.